This is John. This is Danny. This is Do You Know. Do You Know. Yeah. So, uh, I'm a little upset today. Oh, yeah? What's up? So, you know I'm a basketball fan. Yeah. Long-time Laker fan, and the Staples Center is changing their name. Really? There was a $700 million deal done yesterday to change the Staples Center to Crypto.com. No. Yep. Crypto.com? That's going to be the name of the arena. Wow. It's like... It's a bummer. Because... <laughs> crypto sucks. <laughs> wow. And yesterday was one of the biggest... Just... Crypto got buried yesterday. So the day they announced the name change is the day that crypto got buried. Every crypto loss. Today, crypto.com coin is up. Because uh, now people are reading the news. Yeah. They're going to crypto.com. They're to saying, find out what it is. They're saying, oh, that coin's only 45 cents. Yeah. I'll buy a million of them or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, the marketing. How, how, how absurd. You know what I mean? And the Lakers... I I don't want to make this a sports show, but I'm just saying they're they're absolutely horrible this year, horrible right now. I mean, yeah, they have injuries, but they don't have any defense. They have pretty much two offensive players. Uh, is it the case of too many? Uh, what is it? The cooks in the kitchen or too many chiefs on the team? Like they have too many like stars, right? Isn't that like maybe what the problem is? Like they're not they don't actually have a team as much as they have like. An all-star roster. They have basically, right, all all-stars who are just a little bit past their prime, except for Anthony Davis. But Anthony Davis is very vulnerable to injury. So what they're trying to prove to the league is that the vets can win the championship because it'll be hard to beat them in a seven-game series because of their knowledge of the game. Right. But the young players, or players that have been around that have a high-powered offense, they're not worried. They're not, Lakers are not stopping anybody. Like, when they played Golden State, I mean, I mean every team, pretty much. Chicago, Golden State, Minnesota, all blew them out. I mean, when we say blowout, blowout. And then, they, in the news, they're like pointing fingers at each other. Marl Anthony's like, oh, well, if you're only going to hit three out of 32 shots, what do you expect? Well, that's you. <laughs> You're missing the shots, Carmelo. Right. What are you talking about? Anyway. So, on to other do-you-know information. Right. So, the people who were accused of assassinating Malcolm X... Okay. ...have been exonerated. Really? Yeah. The two guys who, were, who have been in you know, jail since... When did that take place? Let's say 1965? Yeah, it was in the 60s. Right? Yeah. They're, they're getting released because how they got sentenced <clears throat> was basically eyewitness testimony, but the stories didn't quite match up. No physical evidence. Oh. So it was basically some people were like, those were the guys that did it. And then someone oh. else was like, I think it was those guys. And they're like, they're going away. I see. So they got him off. So, I mean, they did a lengthy investigation. So those guys, so I wonder what the 
I don't know, do they pay, is it restitutions? What do they pay when you're in jail and then you get exonerated? Don't they owe you money? I think that's if you're like, well, I think it's in, if you're in for like a really long time. So, I mean, I don't know. 1965. That, well, right. But, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, like what I'm saying is like, if you get like a life sentence or, <coughs> you get, I mean, I'm not sure if they got a life sentence or not for, for the, the death. I mean, maybe they did, but. Um, I don't know. It would have to be a life sentence, not death. Yeah, it's like one or the other. They're lucky they didn't get death row, and they're already yeah. Executed. Maybe you're right. I don't know. You you could be right. But I mean, you can't just kill Malcolm X and be like, you know, ten years, twenty years. I mean, sixty five to two thousand twenty one. I mean, yeah, you know, that's a significant. Uh... So the guys are like in their nineties, probably eighties. Right. I know, right? You're free. <laughs> <laughs> what are they gonna do? What would you do? Well, they'd probably write a book. Yeah, you'd have to like sell it. You'd have to sell the story of like, but it would be a false story if they did it, or it would be a boring story if they didn't do it. Right, but it would have to be the story of them explaining their innocence. And finally, the system gave them justice. It'd have to be a story like that of what they went through, the, them reliving the verdict reliving jail and what happens inside jail. Yeah. And then they finally people hearing their pleas of innocence and investigating and it only took them 75 years or whatever. <laughs> they got you out. Yeah. So yeah, you know. I mean, if we had enough science, okay, just to throw this out there. They had enough replaceable parts. Yeah. Wouldn't they owe them like new heart, new stuff. Like be like, a, hey, a new body. You get new seventy five years. Right. Yeah, definitely. Like, like if uh, there was this movie with Justin uh, Timberlake, and it was like you got a clock on your on your arm, mm -hmm. and it was like time, and so like you got like time added to you because like you died when your clock ran to zero. So people were like gambling with their time, <laughs> and people were like super rich with their time. They had, like centuries. Yeah, that's a cool movie. Yeah, like just, it was called like Just In Time or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, basically you would just have time added to your 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 arm. Yeah, and it was like the loan sharks were, were getting all the money because they were like fronting people till payday and then taking like twice as much time away. Right. So everyone's like living on their last hours. Right. Waiting for the, the loan sharks yeah. to open up. So like... you get out of jail and they would just add 75 years to your, to your arm. <sighs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, you know, to think about. So, okay, it finally passed. The new infrastructure bill has been signed into law. Okay. And I don't think anybody knows what it means. Like, I listened to two reports, and they were like, well, it's going to be for infrastructure. We're going to do a lot to our roads. We're going to repair things. And then they're like, specifically, how will the money be allocated? And they said, well, we don't know yet. Okay. So we're going to get like, California is going to get like a tremendous amount of money from this. Like, I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars from this thing yeah. for infrastructure. Because we're a large state. So does that mean every pothole will be fixed? Well, theoretically. I mean, <laughs> or the same one gets refixed like 20 times. <laughs> I mean, I'm just wondering, like, when they say infrastructure, like, are they going to really 
do anything. And I mean, and this is for the future. So they don't have to start worrying about it for what, 10 years? Or they started in 10 years? They plan it now? They start it down the road? Well, I, I remember during Obama's presidency, there was some kind of infrastructure bill where he wanted like um, workers across America doing something. And we took a trip. We drove across America for some reason. We, I think we drove to Ohio, actually. Mm. And I remember there were a lot of people working on the road. Mm. There, there was like road construction everywhere that we went. So I, that could have just been normal, but it seemed a result of what Obama was doing. So what I'm saying to you is it's possible that an infrastructure bill could lead to, because he was the vice president of Obama, that they could do mm. it again, where people could be working on the roads again. So basically, it's going to create jobs. I think so, and and the and we're not talking like the kind of jobs that are going to you know lift people out of poverty. I mean, you know, these are road construction jobs. So but they're the union jobs. Right, but I'm but you know I'm still saying that like. Like I have a friend who works on the pipeline. Yeah. In Chicago. Yeah. And they make like. 50 bucks an hour, something like that, in their union, for just like... But that's know. dangerous work. Right, if you're actually, right, having to be out there on that. A lot yeah. of the guys just kind of like do... I'm thinking so, like, you know, it's like $12 an hour. Well, our minimum wage is like, I think, almost 15 now. Right, but I'm saying like, if you're in Wyoming, oh, or if saying. you're in like... Florida. Florida. Florida's like 4 bucks. Right, so, you know, I mean, yeah, California, you'll be 15 but I'm just saying it's it's going to be the minimum wage. So, you know, it's not going to lift people out of poverty. And if you already have like a medical condition or if you have um, debt or if you have if you're back on your rent or, you know, whatever the situation is, um, it's it's going to help. I mean, you know, it's definitely going to be better than nothing. But it'll be like a stimulus check. Right. Every two weeks. Right. You get one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be an extension of that. Yeah. It'll be that feeling of and, getting 1200 bucks. And it'll get people out working and it'll get them like away from pot, p- potential overdoses and drug addictions and, you know, because, you know, you, you won't have the time to, to get into that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, they had a, numbers were released. 100,000 people died of drug overdoses during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're bored. You're stuck at home. You're like, what else is there to do? Yeah, I just saw this whole little video about all these children who have been dying from fentanyl. They like are saying that it's a big deal in the schools now. And these kids don't understand that they think it's like a party drug, that they could just do fentanyl. But mm-hmm. they don't realize that like fentanyl will absolutely kill you. Yeah. Just like a little bit amount. So they're like thinking, oh, well, I'm tough. I could do a lot of it. And then it's like, nope. You died actually. Even like the comedian died recently. So yeah, comedian and yeah, the drugs. You know, it's a big, it's a big issue, um, and it keeps coming in. Um, is it still coming in from the drug cartels? Um, you know, I I haven't heard that the cartels are any better. So I'm assuming so. I mean, the 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 tunnels that they have are still open, from what I. What I'm aware of. So the wall didn't stop them. <laughs> well, because they tunneled. You know what I mean? Like they they came. They originally came by tunnel anyways. They never 
walked across the land anyways. So they were... Because remember, that's how El Chapo, Mm -hmm. he got tunneled out of jail. Like, that was a clue as to their ability. Like, they basically were able to underground find his his uh, cell. Wow. And and just go like, okay, we're here. So that that's how good they are at tunneling. Man, they have really good uh tunneling skills. Yeah. You always think of uh Shawshank Redemption. Right. You know what I mean? He tunneled his way out of there. He's a tall guy. You know. Yeah, he's like six four, I think. Yeah, has he done any other movies since then? You know, I mean I don't know if he has to. I mean I think like it's like the number one rated movie on IMDb, uh, Shawshank Redemption, Tim Robbins. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that he necessarily has to work again. I mean, like, he's um, going to be always looked at as Andy Dufresne. Like, right. So, you know, I, I, I think it's difficult to, like, typecast him in something. That's funny. I was watching, um, uh, I forgot his name, but he's a critic. And he was critiquing the movies that are out this week or whatever. You know, he's like local. And uh, every movie, he pretty much gave like it's all right. Okay. He didn't say it's good. He didn't say it's bad. It was like, eh, you can do it. Yeah. I miss uh, Siskel and Eber. They wouldn't give you an eh. They'd be like, absolutely. Lee dreadful. Right. Horrible. Right. Distasteful. <laughs> like, for you to get a good score with them, it had to be going to get an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if our listeners remember that, but they, they would give an absolute rating. And, and you know, people would read it in the newspaper and then pick the movie. Right. You know, a different, a different time. And then remember... Uh, was it 777 tickets or whatever came? Yeah. And then, like, JJ was like, Welcome to Movie Phone. Right. For action. Press two, you know. <laughs> uh, the 90s. <clears throat> Good times. Yeah. Yeah. There was um, Movie Phone, man. That was, uh, I was on that all the time, man. I was always, like, checking out, like, what was, like, what was going on. They'd give you previews. Yeah. They'd be like, In a world of dungeonous darkness. <laughs> Be like, oh, what is that? That sounds good. Darkness. You guys want to see darkness tonight? <laughs> yeah, that was good. So there was a, he's like a blogger, videographer or something. So he goes to China and he goes to one of the soldier cemeteries. And he starts doing distasteful videos or pictures. Like he's like pointing his finger, like he's shooting at the ground, like he's all this stuff. So the Chinese government <clears throat> got wind of it and they arrested him. Throw him in jail for five years. Wow. Just said, look, you're going to disrespect our soldiers. Jail time. Jail time. Done. Yeah. Trial was like next morning. Like that's how quick it was. It was like, oh, you're going to come here and disrespect us? Cool. You'll be here for five years. Right. Hard labor. Right. <laughs> He can't get out. He's just, he just got snatched up. Like, I think he thought he was in the United States. Yeah. The United States, it's like you could probably be completely disrespectful. You could, like, tag on it. I mean, they shouldn't. Right. But it would be like, don't do that. But we know you have rights. We can't actually touch you. Right. But we could tell you to please stop. Yeah, it's a communist country. It's not a democracy. In China, they just beat him up. 
threw him in the paddy wagon. Right. Guilty verdict, quick. I like, know, man. No jury. It was just like, judge, like, that's it. Five wow. years. Boom. Carry him away. So when I think about it, I think sometimes we should have a justice system like that. The reason why is because we have so many disrespectful people. And I sound like an old man right now. But I watched these videos and in Walmart and Home Depot, what they do to strangers, they throw buckets on their head, yeah. they spray them with water, just things that it's like, they're trying to get a laugh, okay? Because it reminds me of the old, you know, um, hidden candy camera yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But it's like, they didn't sign up for it. You're not candid camera. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not on once a week and everyone's watching. Right. It's lame. And then you get away with it. They can't really do anything. I mean, what are they going to do? They tell them, don't come here. We'll trespass you. But if it would be like five years. Oh, you want to do something funny? You think that's funny? Five years in prison? Yeah. It would stop like really quick. Yeah, like the guy who uh, was tagged. It was like Singapore or something. And he got like caned. Oh, yeah. He spit his gum. Spit his gum or something. Yeah. They, they just caned him in like the middle of like the city. Yeah. Everyone came to watch. And it was like worldwide news. And it was just like, they don't do that kind of stuff there. And I remember it was, I was like, I was in high school. So, yeah, like in <coughs> other countries, they don't tolerate rude or gross behavior. They yeah, it's do. like. Street just and, like, they, and there's no excuse. There's no like I didn't know. Like, oops, I'm sorry. Like, it's just like no, we don't do that here. Right here, it's like you do something, and then it's like we're gonna talk about it for five years. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk like you could. I mean, I remember in my life, I had someone vandalize my vehicle. Right, and caught him. The police literally caught him. Nothing happened. The guy said he's sorry. The district attorney said it. He said he's sorry. Right. I was like, what, is that? what does that mean? He's sorry. I don't even know what sorry means. He, he broke my tires. He popped them. Yeah. He's sorry about doing that. I'm like, that doesn't fix anything. Does he have money? Is he going to replace the tires? Uh, he's down on money right now. Mm. But we don't really want to put him in jail because jails are kind of full. And he didn't mean to do it. He didn't mean to stab my tires. I caught him. I, I had to do a citizen's arrest. Yeah. Literally. First time. I had to fill out paperwork. I arrested him for vandalizing my vehicle. And the district attorney is like, well, he said he's sorry. I was just looking at him like, what? I don't even know who you are. I thought you're a district attorney. I thought you prosecute. Right. So that's our system. The guy, remember the guy who looked like Braveheart during the White House stampede? Yeah. He got f five years also, or five to nine years in jail today for his role in storming the White House. Okay. So that you can go away for. Yeah. But the other <laughs> stuff, you're fine. So don't, don't storm the White House. Don't storm the White House. Scare him. Yeah. So he got it. Yeah, he got that. I mean, just seems like a, this is the time of the year where people get sent up the river. 
Yeah, because it's the they want to clear the log. I think because it's the end of the year. That you know what I mean. Before this, it's like like taxes. You know what I mean. There's like a deadline. You know, so you want to get it off the books before the end of the year. That's funny. You know, like clear the log. Clear the log. Yeah. Eh. Five years. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so how's the new new stuff going? So. Um, I have a new situation where I'm greeting cars as they come in and I started copying the way they wave at me. So, I, for example, I first started doing a Native American, I'm, I'm describing this so people on, who are listening will do this, so I'm showing Danny, you know, what I'm doing. So I started doing the Native American how. Like the 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 number five mm. sign, like hi, how are you? You know. And I noticed that they were raising their fingers up, you know, on their on their um, steering wheel. So then I started extending my hand in like a high five, in like a like like, like I'm gonna spike a volleyball, mm -hmm. like a big you know. You're high, palming it. Like I'm palming it. Yeah. So I started doing that, and I started actually getting a lot more reaction. From people, people actually started raising their hand up even more so. And I realized I'm showing that I'm unarmed. Like when I do that, uh. it's like I come in peace. So that's like why you raise your hand. You raise your hand and people instinctively will raise their hand because it's like a handshake. They're going, we're not armed either. Right. Oh. It's like it's going like, like friend, friend or peace, peace. Because, you know, they were, they were raising their hand to me, and I was like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, I'm, I'm raising my hand, too. How? Right, like, how? <laughs> Pass. You know, go for it. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't understand what was happening. But when I started, like, opening my hand, mm -hmm. I got, like, a reaction. And when I started opening my hand to other people, I noticed them, like, jerking their hand in the air, like, like unconsciously. Hmm. They were, like, doing it. And I, I even did it to my relief guard and he did it too and like his arm jumped in the air like <laughs> like boom and i was like oh wow like we're trained i think to show like from maybe when we were pre um civilization like it's in our reptilian brain or something wow. that we don't have a club in our hand or something you know wow, that's yeah it's kind of interesting so interesting. I have like a new greeting now. So like I go, boom, and, uh, you know, open palm hand, and they go, open palm hand. Everybody should try it who's listening. Just yeah. raise your hand in the air when you see someone, and just see if they automatically raise their hand too. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, I know back in, like, with my social groups, you know, you see people, you know, everyone's like, you know, giving dap, right. you know, pulling them in. Yeah. I mean, it's a normal... I think all of that, the whole, the hands, everything dealing with that, I think it all has to do with, I'm checking your hand for weapons. Mm. I really think ultimately that's the core of what that means. Like, what, uh, what the, the dap and the slap and the high five and the, all that stuff has to do with, it ultimately has to do with, I'm not carrying a weapon. I'm not brandishing, like, a fist. Or if I am brandishing a fist, like in the case of a dap or a fist bump, it's a soft fist bump. Right. So, in other words, I'm not, like, punching you. I'm using my fist for friendship. <laughs> you right. see what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I have a lot of time to think. Right. Well, well yeah, but that's, well, a, but that's a cool little perspective. Yeah. And that you're making, uh, you know, people around you feel more confident. Or, you know, able to open up, like you said in the beginning, if they're just lifting their fingers a little bit, they're nervous, they don't know what to do. And now right. they're opening up a little bit. Eventually, you know, they'll probably bring you some snacks, you know, it'll start turning into a right. regular thing because now they know you're safe. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a few people talk to me and they, they'll say like, you know, how are you? Have a good evening, you know, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's... Um, it's it's going you know it's going fairly well. That's good. Yeah, that's nice. Isn't the day after Thanksgiving Native American Day? You know, I don't know. I'm not sure. Huh? I think I think it is. Yeah. I think it is something like that. Because remember, it's like Thanksgiving's kind of a bad celebration. <laughs> so I think. Well, but the thing is, we've adopted it. I mean, it's become more than what it was originally. You know what I mean? But the story of Thanksgiving is pretty... But, I mean, we don't dress... I mean, well, some people do dress like pilgrims. I thought we're but... dressing as pilgrims this year. No, I was just about to say, like, <laughs> mo most people don't dress like pilgrims and eat, like, you know, uh, like, corn and stuff, but... Um... What was that thing they had on the table? You know what I'm talking about? There's, like, a thing, and it's filled with... Oh, a cornucopia. A cornucopia. Yeah. We're not having a cornucopia this year. Right. <laughs> so, no, go ahead, so... No, but what I'm saying is, like, most people now eat, like, turkey. Like, they didn't eat turkey at the original thing. Like, that's that's a new thing. I mean, we don't know what they had there. Right. But, We're assuming. I'm, what I'm saying is, no, but they wouldn't have had turkeys because they weren't introduced. Like, they weren't, like, like They wouldn't have known what to do at that time. Yeah. yeah. They just got off the Mayflower. Right. I mean, the whole story, I mean, you know, when you look at history, it's just barbaric and brutal. Just... You know, I don't know. Like, you know, you talk to the kids. I say the kids, you know, nephews and nieces. And it's like, they're almost like a little against Thanksgiving. A little bit. Like, they're happy for the being with family and eating and saying what we're thankful for. Yeah. But it seems like a little against like the story of Thanksgiving or the mistreating of the first Americans, you yeah. know, of the Native Americans. Right. And, and I think that that's, that's fair, you know, um, but I think that the story of a Thanksgiving, in other words, that, that a people came and helped, one has nothing necessarily to do with the other, you know, like, yes, Europeans drastically harmed Native Americans, but the fact that Native Americans extended themselves to Europeans is something to be thankful for. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, the two have very little to do with, with one another. Like, it's still okay to be thankful for something in your life and to get together and talk and have a meal. It's like, as they turned the, the kindness into taking advantage. So, like, they took it too far. It turned, it started out as, hey, let's be friends. And it was like, great, we're actually going to take everything. Right. And, and it was it was a cultural it was a cultural difference because there were a lot of wars. Right. Uh, so then in they, Europe and there weren't so many wars here in America. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just like it was like freedom of indigenous people, you know. Right. I don't know if you can even call them indigenous now. I don't know, I'm not even sure the rules. I think they're called First Nation people. Thank you. 
First yeah. Nation people. I, you know, I know when you get a couple of emails, if you guys can figure out how to spell it, um, the Gmail, I think it's, uh, <laughs> do you know with, uh, John and Dan, yeah. um, at uh, Gmail and we still haven't set up like all the other things. We're a little behind on, on getting it set up uh, right. a little bit busy time of the year, but we will. Um, and we actually hope everyone has a nice Thanksgiving. Or yeah. a good um, Native American day. Oh, you know, I think it. I for some reason I feel like I saw it on the calendar. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not there. But I felt like the day after was. Is that, in other words, is it only to be celebrated by Native Americans, or are we supposed to do something like as a, a normal person and then go? I'm celebrating a Native American day. I'm going to like dress up or I'm going to like celebrate them or um yeah, Native American Heritage Day. So the, but that's for Native Americans to celebrate. That's not really for the general public, right? Unless you identify. Oh, I see. You identify as a Native American. Can you American. do that? Can you identify your race now? That, that, you can identify as being a man or a woman. Why can't you identify as being whatever race you want? I guess that would be the next thing. That would be the next... That would be the next... Uh, you remember last week we were talking about what's the next conflict? It's going to be some national situation where people start identifying as a certain race to get into, like, a certain job yes. or a certain college. And they're like, hey, identify as black or white or Asian. So when they ask you that question, yeah, they're like, like, actually, I am... And then they're like, you're not. And then you're like, whoa. That's how I identify. That's who I am. Right. And I want to change I my... was born the wrong race. Or I, I'm I was, inside a different race. I'm, I'm inside the wrong body. I'm in the wrong body. Right. But I've always been African American. Right. Or whatever. Right. Wow. That's probably going to be it. I think we <laughs> solved it. So if you've always felt like you're, you're different inside. Because inside, we're all red. You know? But maybe other people inside are like, I'm not red. Oh my God. Talking about race, Sesame Street just brought the first Asian American puppet. Yeah. I didn't know there was race on Sesame Street. Like what? What's... I know they're all monsters. Well, I'm just saying like, what's orange? What's yellow? What's green? Right. But they literally brought Asian American puppet into Sesame Street to try to diversify Sesame. Yeah. I think it's a bad move. Well, I think, well, wasn't there an Asian, like, actress? I thought one of the, like, people on there was Asian. Because there, I know there was a couple of black, a couple of um Well, you, only have, certain, you only have certain characters. You have, you have Big Bird. No, 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 Snuffy, I'm not talking about the... The, the, the Muppets. I'm, I'm not talking about the Muppets. I'm talking about the actors, like the humans. Oh, I don't know the actors. Yeah, the humans that were there. I know, I know that, Elmo got fired. Right. Because he got out of line. Yeah, there was some like stuff going on. No, but I'm no, but remember there were there were actually people who lived in the neighborhood. There were people that lived in Sesame. Yeah, I'm calling it Sesame. It might not be called Sesame. Well, because it's Sesame Street. They <laughs> lived on Sesame. Because <laughs> we live on Beeler, so it's like you know. I mean, I think they live on Sesame. So there was Muppets and people living together. Yeah, there were people. Like, like I'm trying to think of one of their... Maria was one of their names. So, like, Maria and Gordon was another one. So, Gordon 
And but Maria, they would walk around with the puppets. Yeah, Maria was was Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. and Gordon was black. Okay. And so I think they'd never had like, and but I'm I'm thinking they did actually have an Asian man who was like on the show. Okay. I think. Well, now they have. They clearly made a new person moved into Sesame okay. Street, and it's Asian American. Okay. And. I'm fine with it, but I still think that I'm not sure if this is the best way to raise the children. So, like, I know a lot of parents are busy. They got to do, a, they got to work all day. Then they got to cook and clean and go to sleep and do it again. So they pop the kids in front of Sesame Street. They're like, look, you're going to learn something. They got to freaking count, right. right? Are they learning the right thing? Well, I think because of the Asian hate. You know oh. what I'm saying? Oh, I think they're trying to. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know where this is all coming from. Probably but because kids of don't hate. No, well, no, but that's my point. Somewhere between adulthood and kidhood, they be, begin to hate. So the question is, where? When they get bullied. Whenever the bullying starts, is when they start hating because no one likes to be bullied. But Asians don't bully people. Yeah, they do. You think so? Absolutely. I remember one of my bullies as a kid was Asian. Oh. I was bullied by an Asian guy. Oh, okay. I still remember that. And he was kind of the little, you know, brat in the neighborhood. But what's funny is he acted the most gangster, but he was the richest. Oh, okay. So it never made any sense. It was like, you act like you're so hood, you have the biggest house out of anybody. Right. It's like, I live in an apartment. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, it's like, if anyone's hood, come to my place. Got a dog running around. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, it was a, it was a fun childhood. But, you know... You you gotta know your area. You know what I mean. My that area now that I grew into <clears throat> is not hood at all now. That's like one of the most bougie L.A. neighborhoods you could live in. Mm. I mean, just multi million dollar houses. When I lived there, it wasn't like that. I mean, it wasn't. It was a little more just up and coming. It was still close to. It was still close enough to. You know, the kind of like, um, what do they call it? Miracle Mile. Yeah. Which was kind of run down at the time. They fixed the Miracle Mile. They put museums and they put a lot of money into the infrastructure. Right. But back in like the 80s and 90s, you know, that was like more of a rough kind of place to grow up. Like You wouldn't want to walk down uh, Wilshire and Normandy, you know, in like 19, you know, 89 at like 10 at night. Right. It was a different time then. Or, you know, down by Vermont and Western and all that. And it was rough. It was kind of a more of a, a gang, prostitute kind of area. Yeah. Now it's nice. Super nice. So if you live there, congratulations. Probably live in an old place. It's really expensive. Because a lot of the buildings are real old. Yeah. But it's still a nice part of town. And then you're close enough to the zoo and the you know Walk of Fame and Hollywood and Highland and all that. All that interesting stuff that they've built up. Yeah. So that's a little L.A. information if you haven't been here in a long time. That area is now nice. Nice. You know? Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, this is uh, Dan. This is John. And we'll see you next time. Peace.